No, I haven't really done a lot. I had a chance to do a lot of research this week. I think yeah. uh, we'll be good with just those two topics. Keep it sweet and short. Uh, short and sweet. Yeah, I was going to say what? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't mean to be that guy, but. <laughs> Bro, it's sweet and short. I promise. Sweet and short. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. I'm Quinn. And is a Sonny. And on today's episode, tonight's episode, um, this is another episode, uh, we're <laughs> going to be talking about the Batwoman TV show, what's going on with that, and then we're also going to be talking about, what was the other thing, damn, oh, uh, we're also going to be talking about the Disney Plus series for the Marvel coming to Disney Plus, talking about those shows um and then we're gonna keep it uh sweet and short uh apparently it's short and sweet but i say sweet and short <laughs> deal with it deal with it are you talking <laughs> about me or whoa okay our but fans be- before <laughs> quinn talks about his only fans uh why don't you go ahead and pull out your phones follow us uh, on instagram follow us on facebook Follow us on Twitter, Comics Collect I3 on Twitter, uh, Comics Collective on all other platforms. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Here's. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. Um, so uh, Batwoman, not going to be a recast like we originally thought. It's going to be essentially a complete replacement. Jesus Christ. What is going I- on? <laughs> so they re- they replacing they they replacing the character, and it's like when I first read it, I thought I was like they 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 gotta be playing, <laughs> they can't be doing that, they, they, right? They, they can't be real, they can't do that, right? Oh man, like the girl they so replacing with a brand new character who's essentially supposed to be younger than uh, Kate Kane. Um, it's just I don't know, it's good. It, they try to make it like the fans are gonna oh not fans, but people that watch the show are gonna be confused when they could have just changed the character. They could have just recast Kate Kane, made a little like I said last week, make a little joke, like, oh, you look different. Look at the camera, know it, and keep going up and keep it moving. But they're gonna recast completely. So now you got all these different storylines in place. How are they gonna take these storylines and just go to different places now? You got Bruce Wayne coming back, they cast somebody as Bruce Wayne. Uh, her, her, what's that? Her cousin. They got the sister still on there. You got the father on there. You got the two love interests, the the the, the love triangle circle thing they got going on with Alfred's daughter and her her girlfriend from uh, her previous relationship. I can't remember her name right now at the moment. Um, yeah, I can't either. But it's just like. I don't know. I think they they're gonna write themselves to a circle, I mean, uh, into a corner, because you got the relationship with Supergirl. Like that shit's gone now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, like that, and that was like the best part of the whole show. Like, oh shit, her and Supergirl kicked it off. You know, when they first met, it's gonna, it's gonna have a bunch of crossovers. Now it brought the world together. No, she left. We can't use her anymore. It's I don't know what they're thinking, and I, and I figured Greg Blanche would be like, hey. 
let's just recast and just keep going, keep going with the story. But apparently he was okay with it from what I read. Which is, what do you think, Quinn? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's just absolutely crazy. I mean, like, I mean, it was all craziness from the get-go, but, you know, recasting would have been all around better than just a completely different character. And from right. what you were saying before, Sonny, like, it's a character we don't even know from the comic books or anything like that. Right. You know, so like, who is this person that's just coming in? And like, I know they create characters like during the Arrowverse, but uh, they've done it from the beginning. It hasn't just been like in the middle of a season necessarily, right. especially a, a, a main character. You know, those are just going to pop in. I mean, I just don't think it's I, I think this is going to crash and burn. And this is the first time that I, in my opinion, that. DC on TV has really had a hard crash and burn as far as the Arrowverse goes. Yeah. Because last week, I really, at first, I didn't, like, last week when you said it, that you thought it was going to crash and burn, I was like, ah, no, it'll be okay. But, like, mm-hmm. after this news, I'm like, getting, that, getting on that train with, with Nick. Yeah. <laughs> getting on that yeah. train is going to be the first Arrow show to be, that Arrow show, but first Arrowverse show to be canceled. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause now you now you definitely like um, confusing the, the the viewers. Like, okay, what happened to Gate Kane? Especially if they don't explain what happened. Oh my god! Jesus, don't <laughs> don't even speak that one into existence, man. Like for God's sakes. I'll tell you, I watch a lot of TV. Uh, you know, growing up, I watched a lot of TV. I watch TV shows. I love them. I've seen a lot of shows just not explain anything, and mm. I I just got a feeling, y'all. I just got a feeling. They're just gonna be like, oh yeah, I don't know. Or they're gonna start off with her in a fucking a funeral or some dumb shit. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, so crazy. So I want to read a little excerpt from um, Entertainment Weekly. Um, so, so the new name, the new character, her name is uh, Ryan Wilder, and it says Ryan Wilder is a female in her mid to late twenties and is the complete opposite of Kate Kane. Just that right there worries me and it makes me think that this is their way of trying a new show at season one or to season two right that makes sense yeah it makes sense so like not only would you not i mean let's let, let's just say i mean what is happening we're not getting kate kane even if they replaced her with another character, I find it interesting that they're trying to do exactly the opposite of what they did last season with their character. Mm-hmm. And it and it just makes me think, like, forget the recast and everything for a minute. It sounds like the showrunners are uh, have no faith in their show, honestly. If we're being very honest, I feel like they, they got greenlit for season two. Yes. But that was only after they probably made the decision to for either, I'm sorry, to let go of um, Ruby Rose or Ruby Rose left. We still know the full story. We probably won't know it. Um, so then they were like in a bind where they they now have a commitment. They have to make a show, and it's got the show has to be named Batwoman. But maybe they didn't want to do the show anymore because at this point the whole cast is so so tied to that one central character as it should be with all of the CW shows um, that I just I, I can't see it I can't see it working um, a, go, a good thing that I can um, 
compare this to, I guess, is um, one of the shows that I really liked uh, that I just rewatched recently was that 70s show. And they replaced, in the last season, they replaced Eric, who is the main character, with some other kid who is like the complete opposite of him. Uh, it didn't really work because the cast didn't have all those already formed relationships with that character. And it kind of suffered. And then the show ended after that season. Uh, and that's what I'm afraid that's going to happen to Batgirl. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Did that article that you're reading, did did it have the name of the showrunner in the article? Um, that is a great question. Because she said something that, that bothered me in, in, in the article I read. I just can't remember her name right now. It's like it bothered the shit out of me when she said it. Um, I can't remember. Okay, let's just say her name is Beverly Cleary. But <laughs> so Beverly Clearly said in her and oh, she I said found it. I oh, found yeah, it. okay, all right. It's uh, Caroline Dries. All right. So Caroline Dries said in the interview, she said when they interviewed her about it, she said, Well, I'm the showrunner of the show, and we decided to, you know, cast a new character instead of doing such and such. And then she said in, a, in the article, uh, Greg Volante is smarter than me in these things, you know. So I, we just went, we went along with what he wanted to do. And I'm like, what do you mean? You're the showrunner. You could have said no if you didn't want to do it. Like that bothered the show. Like, why would she say he's smarter than me? It was just weird it that she said like, that. It sounds like everyone's trying to pass blame because, of course, all these interviewers that are asking about like entertainment did. Um, I'm sure that was their next thing is like, uh, it even says in my article that I'm reading, um, is that, you know, they, the, the showrunner, or they asked the showrunner, like, well, what's going on with the rest of the characters? And they said, well, what we built up this season is, is the triangle of Alice and Kate and Mary. And so I guess they're only going to have to worry about Alice and Mary now. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I mean, I thought that was resolved. Yes. I mean, Alice killed her mom, and then she tried to get back at Alice, and then Alice went on the run because she killed, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, she the killed guy, a bunch of guy, people. No, the, the guy that she's <laughs> always with, I can't remember his name. Mouse. Um, Mouse. But she was on the run from there anyway because she they escaped Arkham. So I, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine that this character as a villain that they built up for an entire season that sadly didn't end. I I, I liked her character sometimes. Other characters, I think, other times I think she was just wildly out there. Um, and uh, they didn't resolve that, and that's going to hurt the show in the long run because now they have to resolve it without that woman as her foil. So... <laughs> Yeah, long long story short, do we vote? How do we think that the the season that that season is going to go? Is it going to be good? Or is it going to be bad? I think just, it's. I I think they're going to take most of the time, just like the just like in season one for Kate Kane. I think they're going to take the majority of the time to establish what this new character is about without actually giving us anything. Right. So, but sorry, by what Quinn said, I mean, I think that if they do do that and they do it right, I think it has potential. I think they could go in the right direction. Granted, they destroyed a lot of relationships. They destroyed a lot of, you know, 
possibility of crossovers, this and that, that can make sure. a comeback. But mm. I just also think that, you know, with a complete replacement, they're going to lose most of their the fan base that they built up. Mm-hmm. And from what I saw, they didn't have as big of a fan base as most shows when they first started. But they um, they that, they that they, gr- they gr- divisive. They grade on the curve, so don't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> they grade on the curve. I, I'm I'm just talking about audience audience reception. It seemed like people were kind of like lukewarm on it. It wasn't that anyone was like really like, oh my god, Batwoman is like the first show I've got to sit down live for. Oh yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's it, that's yeah. a lot of shows are like that, but you know. They like they grade on a curve, and it still makes them money in 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 certain aspects of the of uh promotion of the show and the the crowd they're going for. You know what I mean? So it makes money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, l- let's be honest. We can't all be the Flash in the Arrowverse and have an amazing first season. You right. know, like pretty much the majority of Arrowverse shows, I would say, had a really not great first season. I think Arrow. You don't think Arrow had a good first season? I, I liked it, but overall, mm-hmm. no. I don't mm. think that it found its identity. Yeah. That was the season of Arrow I did watch. I think it was still finding its identity into season two. I think over time it got better. And that's what, like, you know, that's when you put on the rose colored glasses. But I think that overall, I think Arrow was trying to decide what it wanted to be because it was the first kind of show of its kind like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm the opposite of you guys. I think, I think Flash let me down a lot of um it let me down a lot of places the first season and i just thought maybe because i i like i didn't really i wasn't really into green arrow but the show was like the closest thing i got to a batman tv show if you understand that yeah so i was i looked at it like it was batman because this is essentially what it was the uh, flash cool. flat yeah flash was like the, the 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 um flash was essentially the superman show because it was bright yeah mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like really bright. And I was like, ah, it, it could do, but it, you know, a lot of stuff. It was like, he relied on a lot of people and shit. It was weird because flash really wasn't like that in the comic books that I remember Yeah, when I read it anyway, but you know, after a while it grew I me, mean, I love the show now. Now let me, now I want to, I want to leave off before we move on to our next topic with a question for you too. All right. And I want you to scrub your minds of the flash TV show for a minute. Okay. Now, if I was to tell you, that there was a brand new show, all right? And it's called The Flash, okay? But a supporting cast is Vibe from the 90s and Killer Frost. Would you believe me? No. Like, that's the world we're living in and we're buying it. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. And also, RIP to... All those remarks that pretty much Willie or Sonny just said, you know, like to all those crossovers where uh, Ollie would come over to uh, Barry and just be like, it's not all cotton candy and this and that. And like, it's not always like that in my town. Right. <laughs> I miss, I'm miss call, that. Now he's gone. The flat, Flash would come over and just stop crime and shit. He's like, you can't just do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Batman, you can't come here and do this. <laughs> Get out of my time, Boy Scout. <laughs> oh God, what um, what book was I reading? Oh, oh man, you know we need to come back to that conversation at the end of the show. There was a book that I read this week that reminds me exactly of that conversation, and it was a comic book this week. So we we need to come back to that. 
what's her next topic? Me. What's her topic number two, Nick? It is going to be the Marvel Disney Plus TV series and one that we know that they're going to be coming no matter what by the end of this year, at least Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, WandaVision because they're pretty much done filming, or they are done mm-hmm. filming. And also, uh, whether or not we're going to see Evan Peters, uh, Quicksilver, in the WandaVision TV series. Yeah. Now, now you, I'm assuming you guys saw that X-Men movie, is that correct? Yes. Uh, yes, I actually saw it with you. You were the one that I went to go see uh, Apocalypse with. You're talking to Sonny, right? No, I'm talking to you. Oh, because I never saw it. You saw X-Men Apocalypse with me. He does it all the time, Nick. Just say yes. Well. And I'll tell you why I remember it. It was because it was the, the first day that we ended up rekindling our friendship. It was on that movie. Damn. Okay. Well, (laughs) I don't remember Evans Peters Quicksilver. So that (laughs) tells you the impression that he left on me. What did you guys think? Oh, he's a good Quicksilver. That's not even a question of he's a very good Quicksilver. Um, Mm. I thought he was a lot better than the other guy. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I agree with that statement. I do agree that he was better than the one that we saw from the actual um, King S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I agree that he was better than that. I, uh, maybe it's just the style. I don't know. But maybe I'm just looking into it too hard. Uh, I was not. So, so here's the thing. So when I originally watched those movies, those movies really weren't great. But the best part of them, if I could take out one piece of it and say this worked, it was that one Quicksilver scene that, that every movie got. But the problem is that I can't say whether he was a good Quicksilver or not because they didn't use him. Yeah. He would show up for a scene and it would be a scene centered just to him running around so fast that it looked like he was going slowly. And then they would leave him at home. <laughs> so I can't say that I saw him too much of being Quicksilver to say that he was a good Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I see him in WandaVision, I don't know if I want that or not. Unless it's like a quick in and out thing, because you know it's called the multiverse of madness, so they could say like, "Oh, he's from that X Men's timeline." So that's Doctor Strange, bro. Well, right, but this is the prequel to that. That's what WandaVision's supposed to be coming on TV for. Yeah, that 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 is supposed to be the lead into Doctor Strange. So something that happens on that show. Maybe has something to do with the multiverse. Uh, hence the. Did you guys see the trailer for that? By the way, they had a little clip about WandaVision, and it would have them flipping from the seventies to this like weird trippy mindscape. To, yeah, like, I didn't see that. Yeah, so that's what's making me think maybe they're maybe that's how we're going to see Evan Peters. Otherwise, I don't really want him in like a like a supporting role within the show. No, I don't want that. Um, I think that that's one of Wanda's characteristics in the mcu is that she lost her brother yeah um so we can either bring her brother back or leave it alone i don't want them to bring in another quicksilver yeah well i mean also quick uh side road here does anyone ever a lot of people go around and think hey you know 
I feel like going back and watching like the Avengers movies and, and watching that whole universe. Does anyone ever go, Hey, I want to sit down and I want to watch the X-Men movies. Fuck no. No. <laughs> and, and you know what? Son, Sonny and I have talked about this a lot. I think it's, I think the reason why is that the Marvel movies make you feel like it's episodic where the X-Men movies are all over the place. They have, I mean, it's all over the place. It's literally all over the place because every movie takes place 10 years after the last movie happened. So it's not like the team you're seeing in one movie is the same teams in the next movie. Yeah. Even that, it don't might sometimes don't even be like the, sometimes the continuity don't even sync up. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was the biggest problem. I, I feel like in another timeline that is parallel to ours, um, what's his name? Matthew Vaughn um, got to finish his first class trilogy. And Brian Singer never touched another X-Men movie in some other timeline. Because <laughs> X-Men, X-Men first class was actually the good X-Men movie of the new ones. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to see how that would have progressed if they kept that same team and didn't time jump and maybe even fought the same villains like Apocalypse and stuff, but like without doing the weird time skips and Brian Singer isms that he has in his movies. And it, I, I want to see, I'm not saying it would have been a good trilogy, but I think it would have been slightly better than what we had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just that movie. I love that movie, but it had like a certain situation in the movie that pissed me off a lot. Uh, are you talking like, about First Class? Yeah, first class. It was uh, when they killed Darwin in the movie. Yeah. That bothered the shit out of me. See, me not being a big Darwin fan or even reading much about him in the comic books, I didn't understand why that would be wrong. Um, But I know that you being an X-Men fan, I'm sure you can tell me. <laughs> well, his mutant powers to survive. Oh, I gotcha. They, so they him, someone else should have been in that role instead to die. Uh, they could have killed uh, what the Banshee. They could have killed uh, who else is there? Or oh, they could have just put like they could have put a different mutant in his place. Gotcha. Like uh, what's that fucking clown's name? Uh, maggot. <laughs> they could put a maggot in this place. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I don't. I don't know who that like, is, but with the the name of Maggot, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but um, yeah. I the only thing I can think of when I think of the X Men movies is is Logan. Like anytime someone says X Men movies, I just automatically think Logan, and then I start crying. Mm-hmm. That's because it's the best one of the bunch, and sadly, it was the last one. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm kind of angry that like the guy that did um, Logan what was his name James Manigold. James Manigold, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of mad that it took him so long to get his hands onto a Wolverine movie. I would have loved to see what a trilogy of Wolverine movies with Logan being the last one would have looked like. That would have been cool. Yeah, like can we can we get uh, that instead of X Men movies? Like just. Well, I guess now that never mind. Yeah. The two movies that I think that were memorable for me out of the whole thing was The Wolverine and Logan. Yeah. And what the regular the, the regular Wolverine movie or the um the director's cut one? 
Uh, I don't know if I ever saw the director's cut, unless you're talking about the only extra scene I saw was the one where he opens up the briefcase to, to reveal his costume at the end. Yeah, so you missed a whole bunch then, if that's all you saw. Oh. <laughs> you got me. I guess I'm seeking out the director's cut then. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like that movie. Uh, the the only parts that I would take out to make it more timeless and not integrated with the rest of the universe is just all of those weird lucid dreams about Gene. <laughs> that was it. Well, those movies both have been in the same timeline as the other. I know it is. It's the X-Men I, I'm movies. just saying, if you could just take out those scenes and add literally anything else, I think it would have made a more cohesive movie and I wouldn't have to think about X3. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, honestly, I mean, if, if you really think back to that movie, did those scenes really add anything to the overall story other than the fact to drive home that he misses Gene? I mean, she died in his arms, so he thought about it. They tried to keep it consistent. Yeah. At least the director tried to keep it consistent. Yeah, I'm just saying that if, if, you, if you had the editing software and you just chopped off those scenes, I don't think the movie would be um, any less for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, Good. I was going to say, it seems like we're pretty done with that topic at, at that point. Um, I did want to also talk about, uh, you know, the future of DC Comics, which we wanted to talk about, and then also, like, the future of DC movies as well, in general, and what what the hype of the Snyder cut is bringing to the table and what people are expecting mm -hmm. to happen, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But Quinn, you know, most about this. So why don't you tell us what happened with uh, the comic book side of everything with DC? Yep. I want to get a few names straight. So give me one second and then I'm going to oh, rant about Christ. this. Sparks. <laughs> what Sparks do now? Good lord. Yeah, all right. So, um, all day. okay. So, <laughs> as many in the comic book industry that is actually like in the know and don't just buy their comics and just go home, um, the comic book distribution um, company that has always been around, that has had Monopoly for years, uh, is called Diamond, Co Diamond, Diamond Comics Distribution. Uh, they have handled all the distribution from DC to Marvel to Boom to Image to you name it. They've got it. Uh, and they've been the sole publisher uh, for a very, very long time. Um, now, to give some context, um, what has happened over the, the time period that we've had this COVID-19 virus is that DC, unlike everybody else, uh, did not want to wait for Diamond Comics to reopen after they had closed. And so they mm -hmm. had created their own, their, their two own distribution companies. Uh, one is called Lunar Distribution uh, for the East Coast. And uh, for the Midwest and West Coast, it's USC comic book distributors. Um, and then they also made a thing where Penguin Random House uh, would be pumping out their graphic novels and collected editions for mass market stores like a Barnes and Noble, Target, things of that nature. Um, this all sounds really good on the surface because it creates competition where there was once a monopoly. Um, however, upon... Um, not even too much digging, you learn who the players are in this. And this is what 
what uh, frustrates me. And I posted this in the in um in our comics group, Comics League of America. Um, but my what I'm frustrated about is that these two companies that were created, um, just doing a little research online, you find out that Lunar Distribution on the East Coast is Midtown Comics in New York. And <laughs> and USC comic books, uh, comic book distributors is uh, I forget the name of the company. Uh, it's I forget what the the name of the company, but it's essentially just like that on the West Coast. Um, so they're big warehousing comic book stores, um, who are now taking the distribution rights. And I was trying to explain this to uh, people that don't read comics the other day and the best way i put this is imagine if you as a retailer who works at target now had to buy your clothing from your competitor walmart so while walmart could get it at cost and make more profit you have to buy it from walmart and sell it for more so what that does is your competition is now selling to you and that's why um, a lot of comic book store owners that I've seen are so angry about this. Um, the biggest retailer, uh, have either one of you guys heard of uh, Mile High Comics? They're the biggest comic book distributor, or their biggest comic book store in the nation. Have either one of you guys heard yeah, about heard it? Um, this weekend, and pardon my language here, uh, but they have a Fuck DC sale going on right now on their website. Where, um, <laughs> where if you type in code fuck DC, um, you get fifty percent off on all the graphic novels and all the floppies become one dollar. Uh, they're that they wow. are they are that mad about this. Uh, they're trying to liquidate as much as they can. Um, they're ticked off. Um, I know my local comic book store put out message on their personal facebook and twitter and everything kind of letting people know that even though they will be carrying them this is why this is a problem for the industry because now they're buying from their competitors and they also have to pay more shipping costs where it would have been free to them Mm. and how the price of comic books for dc it will now be going up uh probably in the near future because of this um and Another problem that they're going to have is that I don't know if I even mentioned this yet, but DC also doesn't want to follow suit that um, that Wednesdays are new comic book days. DC's new comic book day is Tuesday night. <laughs> Fuck. Well, that means so, that still technically oh. makes it Wednesday, though, right? No, no, yeah. because that makes it so that DC and DC only is allowed to be sold a day early. Oh, I mean, so so here's so here's the problem is that you lost me with that. Yeah. So, so so my local comic book store, our local comic book store, has has even told mm. customers, "Hey, we're going to abide by Wednesdays like we always have. So if you want your DC comic books, you can come in on Wednesdays and grab them just like everybody else will for all of the rest of the comics that are coming out." And I think that's a smart move. Right. I mean, it's not like they have to legally binding, you know, put it out on the shelf by Tuesday. Right. But I mean, if you theoretically, if you, I'm, I'm assuming if you theoretically wanted your books Tuesday and you were at the store, he, he would give you the books, right? I would imagine. But you know, he's not. He's also probably not going to advertise it. 
Um, right, 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 right. So yeah, it's just a lot of small slights to the to the comic book stores that are carrying the comics in the first place. I mean, they are they are mm-hmm. the front line. Don't tick them off because now a lot of them are really angry about this because now they're buying from their competition and they cut ties with their one distributor that they all trusted. It's not like people had a problem with diamond distributors. Is Diamond Distributors right. tried to do right by their employees during COVID nineteen and decided to shut down operations, and that meant meant no one could get comic books. But I mean, even though comic book stores were hurting, they understood. Like, hey, this is right now. Mm-hmm. This is safety over money. Um, DC didn't have a single shit to care, and um, to that I say, screw you, AT and T. Because uh, they are the ones that are pushing for all this change right now. Because they just recently acquired DC Comics. So thanks, AT and T, you son of a bitch. Yes, Ver- uh, go Verizon. Uh, <laughs> go Verizon. <laughs> yeah, I just like a lot. Like you had me. It it, it kind of it's weird that they would ch- they would drop their distributors like that. And make you, and then now they're gonna make you pay extra. Because one thing that can happen, this can come, this can bite them in the ass. Um, well, that's why I wanted to get into. It has bit them in the ass already. Uh, do you guys remember in the '90s seeing comic books, uh, seeing comic books in weird places like Seven Elevens and things like that? Do you, that's where I got my collection from. Seven Eleven. Well, you remember uh, in the '90s when that happened? I do. Right. <laughs> I do, but the reason why that happened is because this exact same scenario happened over at Marvel, and it bit them in the ass in the 90s, is another distributor started distributing Marvel comics, shoving them in weird places, and then the company almost went bankrupt. So we'll see what happens here with DC. Uh, well, if it wasn't for that, I would have never gotten the comic books, so that's also a good thing. You can just walk into the store and be like, oh, let me pick this up. Right. But you know, I mean, it's a good and a bad thing. I mean, if giant, if giant yeah, retailers yeah. start carrying comics, which I doubt that would happen, but you know, it's our, it's already happening. Um, if you go to what is it, Walmart or Target, Willie, um, you you could buy. They have exclusive comic books just for, um, either. But they stopped that though. Those big books. No, they, they didn't stop them. That was that was one of the moves that AT and T made. They're still making those. Right. Did they stop selling them? Because they reprinted them in the, in the stores, in the comic book stores. Oh, they are, but they're still going. They're still going, as far as I know, on those um, big box retailers. They, they. Oh, I haven't seen any new ones. Well, that's because that's because but, they sell out because they don't they don't bring that many of them in there. They're only selling them like ten ten at a time or something. Yeah, but I'm 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 talking your your mainstream like not walmart exclusive stuff i'm talking your mainstream stuff your you know batman issue number 100 or whatever you know i'm talking your your week-to-week issues that come out you know god forbid that does happen if it does it's going to it'll be i don't know that that ever will happen i don't think so worried about it yeah i mean it would it, it would be a good and a bad thing let's be honest i mean i mean just look at like uh dvd and blu-ray um sections it are are as small as the book sections now so i doubt they're going to make a section for more than a handful of comic books at any of those really big stores but we'll see yeah um i i'm not going to hate on a company for trying to expand but i think they're going about it the wrong way yeah i definitely i agree with that but i mean you know because 
you know, now you're paying twice the amount of shipping if you're a retailer because you're buying from Diamond for all your books and then you're buying from these distributors at a different rate. Yeah. And then another mm-hmm. person brought up the problem of they don't have a um a solution to sell overseas yet. So people overseas that are buying DC all of a sudden will not be able to. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's well, crazy. um I think we have gone on long enough here to keep it uh sweet and short. Um, to the point. Short and sweet. <laughs> he's he's still wants to I'm sticking with it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think I think uh, <laughs> next next week we'll go ahead and jump into you know what what we all think is going to happen with this Snyder cut and what what it's going to actually change for the DC movie universe or if it'll change anything. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff going oh, on yeah. about it. Too. Hell yeah. I mean, will- and will they keep calling it the Snyder Cut, considering it's not a cut anymore? Yeah. It's a movie. That's a good point. <laughs> but that all said, yeah. my name is Nick. I'm Quinn. And this is...